welcome to the 517th episode of Travel It Radio. I'm your host, Dan Schlossberg, along with co-host Mariella Nugent-Lee, and we are in the 12th season of Travel It Radio, the show that lets you enjoy the pleasures of travel from the comfort of your armchair. Every week at this time, we talk to people representing destinations, hotels, airlines, railroads, car rental companies, and others in the world of travel and hospitality, from authors and bloggers to broadcasters and publicists. If it's got anything to do with travel, it's got everything to do with Travel Itch Radio. And tonight, we're talking about West Virginia with our guest, Lauren Huff, Public Relations Manager for the West Virginia Department of Tourism. Welcome, Lauren, to Travel Itch Radio. Thank you both for having me. I'm thrilled to be here this evening. Well, West Virginia is almost heaven. Those are the first two words of John Denver's Country Roads, his ode to West Virginia. What makes West Virginia so heavenly? Oh, my goodness. I I don't know if I can pinpoint just one thing that makes West Virginia almost heaven. So you may need to cut me off here in a minute if I don't stop talking. Um, but at the very top of my list, the natural beauty and outdoor recreation that the state has to offer. Um, plus, we truly are a state with four distinct seasons and lots to do in each of them, which I love. Um, and we have the America's newest national park, the New River Gorge National Park and Preserve. Um, and then lastly, just people here are really the kindest, which might be, uh, I might be a little biased because I am a native. Um, but really, you'll be treated like family whenever you visit here. West Virginia is considered the westernmost of the eastern states, the easternmost of the western states, the northernmost of the southern states, and the southernmost of the northern states. Easy to get to and something for everyone, right? That's absolutely right. Something I think not many people know is that West Virginia is a day's drive away from two-thirds of the U.S. population, so it's, it's really easy to get here. And West Virginia is also 98% mountainous, rich in railroads and coal mines, which earned its nickname the Mountain State, true? Yes, uh, all of that is certainly true. Um, And the biggest reason that we're dubbed the Mountain State is the fact that we are the only state that's completely within the Appalachian Mountain Range. I was not aware of that. West Virginia is home to the famous Greenbrier Resort, which has a fascinating place in Cold War history. Carved deep into the mountainside beneath the Greenbrier is an emergency fallout shelter that was once a top-secret U.S. government relocation facility for Congress in the event of nuclear attack. Now declassified, the bunker is open for tours. Have you been, Warren? I have. It is such a fascinating place to visit. Um, the Today Show uncovered the bunker in the early 90s, so it's no longer top-secret. Um, but it's a great attraction to experience whether or not you're a history buff. It's just really cool. Well, guests can also step back in time and get up close and personal with majestic hawks and falcons with a falconry lesson at the Greenbrier. During each lesson, participants interact with the trained birds and learn about the history behind this ancient sport, which has been performed for more than 4,000 years. Tell us more. So this is an activity I've had on my list for quite a while, but I haven't had the chance to join in on a falconry lesson just yet. It's such a unique offering. I believe there's maybe only one other place in the state where you can, um, you know, do something like this. So I've I've got to make it happen. It's, It's on my list. Okay. Well, this is not 
on the script, but you got to talk about the Green Bar a little bit. It is really spectacular. Mm-hmm. Sorry, excuse me. Yes, the Greenbrier Resort is magnificent. Um, presidents have stayed there. You know, they just had the Live Golf Tournament, which is a big deal. It's a newer pro golf thing. Um, there's there's lots to do there. You can go and stay at the Greenbrier Resort, and you would never have to leave. They have so many activities. There's, like I mentioned, great golfing. There's the falconry. There's spas with healing waters. Um Great dining as well. So really, you could just go and and stay for days. You wouldn't have to leave. I have a funny personal story to tell you about the Greenbrier. One time when I was there, I was on a press trip hosted by the state of West Virginia, and we had just finished our rafting trip, and our next stop overnight was at the Greenbrier. So we all looked like vagabonds, all soaking wet, and they put me in a presidential suite because I was the president of the North American Travel Journalists Association. So here I am, dripping wet, wearing a T-shirt and shorts and sneakers, going to the presidential suite at the Green Bar. That was kind of funny. Oh, my goodness. That's so funny. <laughs> I've always wanted to see it. I've heard amazing things about the presidential suite and how, you know, fancy it is, but that's amazing. Was it as great as they say? Well, it, it took me about 10 minutes to figure out where the bathroom was. <laughs> well, moving on, a ride on the Cass Scenic Railroad is a thrilling experience for young and old who may never have seen a steam locomotive. Two of the few remaining switchbacks anywhere in the U.S. offer added excitement. Tell us about the history of the Cass and what passengers can see from the open observation coaches. Sure, yes. So Cass is located in Pocahontas County, which, in my opinion, is one of the most rugged and beautiful parts of the state. Uh, The town of Cass was founded in 1901, and honestly, it hasn't changed its looks much at all. It feels like traveling back in time. And like you mentioned, the trains are open air, so you truly have unobstructed views of the mountains and wildlife that you may pass along the way. Um, And Cass offers two train rides, a longer four-and-a-half-hour ride to Bald Knob, which is also the third highest point in West Virginia, and a shorter ride that's around two hours. We've got to mention what the locomotives look like. If you look at it straight, it looks like you're going crazy because the boilers are off to one side. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's not your traditional steam locomotive. That's, that's apparently the way logging locomotives are designed. Mm-hmm. Which, that makes sense since there's a big timbering history in that area. And aren't there even more train excursions in West Virginia? We hear they have spectacular mountain views in the Monongahela National Forest, pass through remnants of old timber communities, and travel along the beautiful Greenbrier River. Yes, there are. Um, So aside from Cass, there's the Potomac Eagle Scenic Railroad, um, which goes through an area called the Trough, which is, is a name that George Washington actually gave the area when he was surveying it. Um, and it's gorgeous. There's, you know, you can see bald eagles as you go by on the train, and it's just stunning. And then there's also the Durban and Greenbrier Valley Railroad, um, and, and both are really great uh, scenic trains to check out. The Durban and Greenbrier Valley one goes up to a waterfall, and, again, it's just, just gorgeous scenery as you go by. And then Amtrak also has a train that runs all the way from Washington, D.C., um, passes Harper Ferry in our eastern panhandle, makes a stop in White Sulphur Springs across from the Greenbrier, 
and then makes its way to Charleston, the capital city. So there, there are definitely options if you want to travel by rail. And there are memorable rafting expeditions on the New River and the spectacular New River Gorge Bridge seems made for Instagram. Why is it called the New River? Okay, I'll be honest with you, Dan. There are quite a few stories and legends about how the New River got its name. Um, you know, might have some Native, Native American origin. Um, but all I know is that it's actually one of the oldest rivers in the world, which is incredibly ironic because it's called the New. Um, but it's estimated to be somewhere between 10 and 360 million years old, which is just crazy. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. I guess that's why Hank Aaron is called Bad Henry because he was so good. <laughs> Same idea. <laughs> I'm writing a book on Hank Aaron now, so that's where that reference came from. <laughs> anyway, this gorgeous area has many hidden gems. At Adventures on the Gorge, you can try rock climbing and rappelling down into the New River Gorge with breathtaking views. And Babcock State Park is 20 minutes away from the New River where you can spot lots of, yeah, lots of fishing opportunities. What's the best way to find the region's best spots? That's a good question. I feel like um, asking locals if they will tell you is probably a really good way, but also the West Virginia Division of Natural Resources, um, their website is full of information that, that gives you kind of the best spots in each area of um, it's a wealth of information. So um, I don't think I'm the best person to advise on where you should fish, but I would definitely check out um, their website. It's wvdnr.gov. And we're talking with Lauren Huff about Almost Heaven, West Virginia. Lauren, isn't it true that West Virginia was almost named Kanawha to honor a Native American tribe? How did it become named West Virginia? That's right. Yes, there's um, a very interesting interesting history behind that. Kanawha was the first name that lawmakers considered, uh, but West Virginia, West Virginia already had a county named after the Kanawha River, um, and it turns out that West Virginia was not the first name proposed or even second or third. Uh, when it came time for the final vote, the nominees were Kanawha, Western Virginia, Allegheny, Augusta, and West Virginia, the last of which won in a landslide, and it received 30 votes out of the 44 cast. Hmm. And the Mountain State has nearly 50 state parks and forests full of beauty, adventure, history, and more. And West Virginia state parks offer cozy cabins and comfortable lodges in the most beautiful places you'd never want to leave. Can you tell us about some of your favorites? Definitely. It's, it's really hard to narrow down, but Kakapin Resort State Park, it's just two hours from Washington, D.C., and their newly renovated lodge is just amazing. It's beautiful. Um, there are also a variety of cabins on the property to choose from, plus they have a brand-new spa and horseback riding and more. Um, and then another spot that's closer to my hometown, so it has a special place in my heart, is Stonewall Resort State Park. It's a beautiful lakeside retreat that you would never expect to be a state park. It's, it's crazy. It's this wonderful Adirondack Lodge, um, you know, a little bit more on the luxury side. Um, there's even an Arnold Palmer golf course on the site. Ooh. 
Well, chasing waterfalls takes on a whole new meaning this summer in West Virginia with the first ever statewide waterfall trail. We hear that visitors can download a virtual passport to start their waterfall hunt and earn exclusive prizes. How? Yes, that's right. We're very excited. We um, launched the waterfall trail last summer, and it has taken off. Really, it's gained so much popularity. I uh, believe we just surpassed 50,000 check-ins not too long ago. So we've made it really simple to download the passport to use to check in at the waterfalls as you go so you can earn those prizes. Um, So you just head to wvtourism.com backslash waterfalls to sign up. After signing up, a digital passport will be instantly delivered to your phone via text or if you provide an email, um, if you prefer that way. And then it's time to explore waterfalls after that. So you'll open the passport on your phone, scroll to find the waterfall that you're visiting, and check in to mark it off your list. So it really is just three steps. It's very easy. Um, and there's just so many beautiful waterfalls in our state. Oh, yeah. And Charleston, the capital of West Virginia, is a vibrant city just waiting to be explored. We hear the historic Craig Patton House and the J.Q. Dickinson Salt Works are remarkable points of interest. What else can visitors see and do in the capital city? There is so much to do. It re- So it really does feel like a small town, but... There are so many different restaurants and festivals and events that you can check out um, that that give it that bigger city feeling. So there's plenty to do, even though it it still feels, you know, like a smaller town. But really, I can't stress enough, J.Q. Dickinson is amazing. Their tours are free, and it's a seventh-generation family-owned business, and it has a really interesting history. So I would absolutely recommend that. And then after that – I think a stroll around the Capitol complex is a must while you're in Charleston. The Capitol building has a show-stopping gold dome, and the West Virginia State Museum at the Culture Center, that's also in the complex, um, is so interactive, but it's really perfect for all ages. You could bring a five-year-old there, or you could bring your grandma, and, and everyone will have a good time. Then you also have to attend Ten Bridge while you're here, too. Chef Paul Smith, uh, who is also a part owner of the restaurant, was a finalist for a James Beard Award this year, and every dish that comes out of the kitchen there is just to die for. It's so good. Hmm. We're talking with Lauren Huff about almost heaven, West Virginia. Lauren, the Tug River that separates West Virginia from Kentucky also separated most of the Hatfield and McCoy clans. So now I know why it's called the Tug River. They were famous for their legendary (laughs) battles after the Civil War. Today, for a wild ride, head to Hatfield-McCoy Trails in the mountains of southern West Virginia, where 600-plus miles of rugged recreational trails are ready to be explored with ATVs, UTVs, and dirt bikes. What makes the trail so special? Yeah, so actually, um, something that's great about this uh, Hatfield-McCoy Trails is they're continually making improvements, creating new trails, and there are now more than 1,000 miles of trails, which is just amazing. There's lots to explore. Um, People travel from all over North America to come out to try the trails. I've been down in southern West Virginia where the trails are, and, you know, we'll just be in conversation with folks, and they come from all over, truly. I've met people from Canada, from, you know, New England area. Um, Just, it's great. It's it's really amazing. Um, And, 
Um, you can actually drive by sites of the Hatfield-McCoy feuds, drive right up to breathtaking overlooks, and really immerse yourself in the beauty of almost heaven. Um, and then also in the region, there are a number of ATV-friendly restaurants and businesses where you can drive your ATV or UTV right through a town, park, and walk in for a meal, which I just think is, is really unique. You don't see that everywhere. Located in the center of historic Berkeley Springs, you'll find Berkeley Springs State Park, which is home to a mineral spa that has been in use since colonial times. In fact, George Washington visited the springs regularly. Today, the Old Roman and Main Bathhouse offer a wide selection of spa services. How can listeners learn more about this beautiful historic area? Berkeley Springs is such a unique and charming town. Uh, the state park is so interesting, too, because it's set within the town. Um, and to learn more about the state park and the amazing spa services it offers, I would send folks to wvstateparks.com and navigate to the page about Berkeley Springs. It will tell you all about it, the history of the town and the park and um, all that you can do there. So all the information that you could ever need really is uh, within that website on that page. Harrisville is home to America's oldest dime store, Burdine's Five and Dime, which has been continuously operating since 1908. What can we get there? It is such a gem of a place. I love that this business preserves the past in such an interesting and fun way. You can find anything from old-school tin toys like the spinning tops, to bolt candy where, you know, they weigh it out and put it in a baggie for you, which I feel like you don't see too much anymore. Um, you could even buy homemade soap and, and so many other unusual items from yesteryear. The Eastern Panhandle is a mecca for outdoor adventures, thanks to the Potomac and Shenandoah Rivers. Isn't it true that families can experience great fishing, whitewater rafting, kayaking, and tubing there? Absolutely. There's so much to offer in this area of the state. The whitewater rafting is milder than it is on the New or Gauley River, so it's ideal for families, especially those families who have younger children. Um, and there's also some great hiking trails in this area as well. Uh, River Riders, that's located in Harper's Ferry, is a place I like to send visitors because they really have it all. Um, I went e-biking there in the spring, and it was so much fun. They have zip lining. Um, you know, they have... They also opened a new snow tubing park at the beginning of the, this year. So, yep, I would, I would go to River Riders. They can definitely set you up with an outdoor adventure. You're listening to Travel It's Radio with Dan Schlossberg and Mary Ellen Nugent Lee, who is also our writer. Listen to us on iTunes or blogtalkradio.com or check out the archive show anytime on Facebook. And tonight we're talking with Lauren Huff about Almost Heaven, West Virginia. Lauren, Tucker County is home to one of the most diverse and active arts communities in the Potomac Highlands region. Our listeners would love to know how to experience its incredible art galleries, open-door studios, and live music venues. Tell us more. Sure. So if you were coming to Tucker County for the first time, I think you would be very surprised about the incredible art scene that's happening there. It was historically well-known for timbering, but over the past few decades, it really has become a premier destination for the arts. Um, the Purple Fiddle is such a fun music venue in Thomas, um, one of the towns in Tucker County. They have live musical acts almost every night of the week on the same street 
There are really great art galleries. Bloom is one of my absolute favorites. They're always updating the art that they carry in the gallery, which also doubles as a shop with prints from so many different artists. And that's just scratching the surface, really. There's so much to explore just in the downtown area of Thomas. And then Davis is a neighboring town, um, and and it's chock full of, of artsy shops and galleries as well. Now, also, this really caught me. Geocaching is the hottest new type of global treasure hunt where people use GPS clues to find hidden stashes of objects. And Berkeley County is home to two of the most incredible geocaching trails. What's that experience like? This is another one that's on my list. I feel like this is a treasure hunt of sorts, and I feel like it would be such a fun activity. I'm going to have to go soon to Berkeley County so I can report back to you about the experience. I'll tell you, it's it's getting rave reviews. (laughs) (laughs) That's so fun. Yeah, I can't believe I haven't tried it myself. But it's also like a you can hike to this treasure hunt. I just feel like it's a great way to get outside, but, you know, you also have a goal in it. Hmm. And in Parkersburg, riders can explore 72 miles of gorgeous West Virginia countryside via horseback along the North Bend Rail Trail or experience nature by kayaking, backing yoga, nature interpretation, and much more. Afterwards, do you have any tips to experience more of charming Parkersburg? Yes, I do. Um, so I will say, too, that the, the North Bend Rail Trail is a must while you're visiting uh, the Parkersburg area, and there's some interesting tunnels with some haunted stories that go along with them. So that is definitely something I would recommend uh, travelers experience while they're there. But aside from that, Blennerhassett Island Historical State Park is one of my top recommendations in that area. You have to ride an old-fashioned sternwheeler boat to get onto the island, and once you're there, you tour the Palladian Mansion and learn some interesting history that may or may not involve Aaron Burr. It's just really fascinating and an unexpected experience when you're visiting a state park. Um, And you can also go for horse-drawn carriage rides and more. Um, And then also in Parkersburg, they've got great dining and and shopping, and there's also an art scene there as well. Now, Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend, and North America's largest alluvial diamond was found in Peterstown, West Virginia in 1928. Why is it known as the Punch Jones Diamond? So, you know what? This is not something that I've ever heard of. I'm really going to have to go dig and learn more about this because it's not something I've ever heard of before. So, this is, this is a unique story that I feel like has, has a very interesting name behind it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I'm not- Va- <laughs> That's okay. Canaan Valley Resort State Park and Blackwater Falls State Park are perfect for weekend getaways or just taking time for yourself. You can be pampered at the spot, Canaan, or find inner peace at the iconic seven foot cascade at Blackwater Falls. Lauren, this place is full of places like this for relaxation and peace. Can you tell us more? I would love to. I actually just took a weekend trip to this area a couple of weeks ago, weekends ago, and it truly is one of the best areas in West Virginia to get away to. It's just the most beautiful mountainscapes and 
oh my goodness, it's so green this time of year too. You can spend the morning hiking in the beautiful mountains and enjoy nature, then be pampered in the afternoon and find a great restaurant for dinner. To me, that just sounds like the best of both worlds. It sure does. We're talking about Almost Heaven, West Virginia with Lauren Huff. We're in the homes of coal barons and battlefields of labor have been turned into exciting museums and attractions. Entire towns like Bramwell and Matawan have been restored to tell about a unique part of our great nation's history. Tell us about some of West Virginia's museums. It's really hard to know where to start, but there we were just talking about um, Parkersburg, and there's a new children's museum in Parkersburg called the Discovery World of Market, and it is an environment for children that exercises their curiosity, promotes exploration and develops imagination. Um, and really, there are museums sprinkled throughout the mountain state. Some of them, you know, are art-focused. A lot are history-focused that are really specific about the area. Um, so it's really depending on what kind of museum you're looking to go to, we have something um, for you. The Appalachian cuisine is famous for its use of homegrown produce fresh from the earth. And a local moonshine distillery is the perfect place to get acquainted with mountain spirits of a different kind. What are some of your recommendations? I would absolutely recommend the Hatfield-McCoy Moonshine in southern West Virginia. They use, so they say, Devil Ants' original recipe for their moonshine. So definitely one to check out. And then on the opposite side of the state, uh, Black Draft Distillery in Martinsburg, they even make a coffee moonshine, which I haven't tried yet, but it sounds very interesting. Whether you prefer a luxury retreat at a world-class resort or a rustic campsite stay under starry night skies, West Virginia has accommodations for every type of traveler. Tell us about some of them. Absolutely. Uh, we definitely have an accommodation for for every type of traveler, whether you like a more rustic experience and want to go camping at a state park, um, even our national park has some primitive campsites, or if you like the luxury side of things and you want to go to the Greenbrier, or maybe you want something that really feels like home, like a bed of breakfast, such as the Light Horse Inn and Harper's Ferry. Um, there's cozy cabins all over the state, um, not just in our state parks, but our state parks definitely have some great options too. So man, it, it's hard to narrow it down. Is West Virginia a driving destination, or do you get a lot of air travelers? And what's the primary airport? So the majority of our travelers do get here by car. Like I mentioned in the very beginning of your show, um, we're a day's drive away from two-thirds of the U.S. population, so really it is so easy to get here. Um, but Jaeger Airport in Charleston would be our the state's main airport, and we recently started offering flights through Breeze Airways, and that has certainly made it very easy for people to get here from destinations such as the other, Charleston, South Carolina, and Orlando, Florida, and it's also very affordable to fly through Breeze uh, as well. So we, I would say we definitely see most of our, our visitors coming by car, but air travel is certainly picking up. Is there anything we haven't asked you that you would like to add? I would like to add that we have a free vacation guide um, that's a great resource and a help, really helpful when you're trying to discover more about West Virginia and help plan your trip. So you can order through our website, which is wvtourism.com, 
Or you can call 1-800-CALL-WVA to request that guide to be sent to you. And I, I would absolutely do it. It's also just a beautiful piece to have in your home. Our guest tonight has been Lauren Huff, Public Relations Manager for the West Virginia Department of Tourism. Thanks, Lauren, for being our guest on Travel Witch Radio. Thank you again so much for having me. It's been so great to, to chat with you about my love for West Virginia. So, so thanks for having me. And that's it for this edition of Travel Witch Radio. <laughs> Next week, same time, same space, we'll talk about dinosaurs at the Witty Museum in San Antonio with Thomas Adams. Now, this is Dan Schlossberg, along with Mary Ellen Nugent-Glee, saying thank you for your time this time. Until next time, good night and stay safe.